Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor, and this week's guest is a digital creator, a makeup artist, a self-proclaimed shopping addict. Welcome, Shayma. <laughs> hi, everyone. Welcome. And hi, Noor. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, I'm like so excited to have her on right now because we were just chatting a little bit before we started recording. And one of my favorite memories of her was she gave me a Sephora discount code like back in 2015. And it really was one of the nicest things anyone has ever done. Oh, yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, I definitely did. I'm pretty sure I bought some stuff because, yeah, I mean, Sephora doesn't have sales that often. Yeah. So when you get a promo code or a discount to Sephora and, like, you are addicted to makeup yes. and beauty like I am, it's like, cool, I'm going to buy everything now. Like, all the things – like, let's buy Tom Ford palettes now. Yes, um, exactly. It feels like you could buy so much with that 20% off for sure. Right? It's like, oh, yeah. money doesn't exist. Money's not real anymore. Like, <laughs> can just buy anything it's fine (laughs) yeah it's fine and like I definitely also understand the the mentality of a shopping addict because you were telling me you're like yeah I love to shop and like the way I love to shop is like there's it's endless like I'll you put me in a store and I will shop but like it doesn't matter what the store is yeah I will always find something to buy from the store no matter what it is it can be Neiman's or or Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it can go what both have you ways. Been, yeah. What are you like into right now? Like what have you been like shopping for? What are like some stores that you've been loving? Okay. So I'm really into furniture shopping right now. Um, Love it. Yes. I got married last year and my husband was like, oh, should we buy furniture? And I was like, no, we're not buying anything until I am inspired to create something or to to, you know, I was just not inspired and it was just like something that I thought like, oh, I can do later, you know? And I respect um, that. I think that when it comes to furniture, like you should buy things that you really love yeah. rather than just buying things just to like be like, okay, I bought furniture. Yes, exactly. And I felt like I wasn't ready. I wasn't even inspired. I wasn't looking at like furniture accounts or anything like that. I was just, you know, living my life, working my, my, you know, my day job and not really thinking about it that much. You know, of course we furnished like a little bit, like having a couch here, having a bed, of course, like the necessity. We didn't go uh, of like, uh, we didn't go to the side of like, Oh, what do we want to feel when we come home? You know, and all of these things. So right now I'm really into furniture shopping and of course clothes shopping. I'm always into clothes <laughs> shopping. Uh, I mean, I feel like every season is, new, you know, there is something new coming up and with trends and everything, you know, you try to like, you know, um, go with the flow. Um, and yeah, yeah, makeup, not as much actually, surprisingly. I used to shop Let me so ask much you this. makeup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is it because you get sent a lot of makeup? Because that's why I stopped buying makeup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do get sent a lot of makeup for sure. I feel like when I yeah. was working like at Sephora, it's so funny because you would think, oh, we get free makeup, but we also have a discount. So you would think, oh, like we're over makeup, you know, like I would not shop as much. But yeah. when I used to work there, I used to shop so much, you know, because. Well, yeah, because I- you're mm-hmm. there all the time. Yes. And when a makeup like product, new product comes in, the team comes in, like educate you about it. So you get excited about it and you're like, I have to like get it or try it. Yeah. So I ended up shopping a lot and spending so much money on Sephora back in the day, but now not as much, mostly clothes. And I feel like clothes are are better in a way. I mean, makeup is better too, but. Makeup is awesome. But yeah, I feel like you can get away with like a certain amount of makeup 
But like with clothes, like you want to wear something different every day. Like I could wear the same makeup look every day and I would be totally fine with it. But I mean, I like switching it up. But if I had to, I wouldn't mind. But how did you like working at Sephora? I liked it. Uh, I mean, it was like any other retail job, to be honest with you. Okay. Of course, it has a little bit of artistry to it. Yeah. Um, but it was very educational for me. It was a, a huge, huge, uh, you know, step in my career, to be honest. They did teach me a lot. Um, there was a lot of product knowledge. There's a lot of uh, artistry knowledge. Uh, there was a lot of um, business knowledge, too. You yeah. Know? So it was a very, a very nice environment for me to be in. And uh, I remember we were only like two hijabis too there so um and i work in a flagship store which means in a big oh, store cool. so that that helped people kind of like be okay with i guess hijabis doing their makeup and, yeah you know, and all of that and uh, also with the campaign that i shot with them i'm not sure if you know about it but like no i did and i was gonna bring that up you've done a, you've done quite a few really cool campaigns Yes, 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 yes. I feel like that was the turning point. Like it's that campaign that actually made other brands get to know me, I feel. So how did that like come to be? Like, so you were working at Sephora at the time and like, they just like, did they reach out to you because they knew you worked there or like, how did that happen? Do you know? Yeah. So, sorry. They were basically, um, trying to do an employee campaign where they show um, diversity and inclusivity and uh, they're highlighting people from different backgrounds, from different skin tones, everything. And, uh, you know, the headquarters of Sephora is in San Francisco. So it was very easier for me to kind of like, not easier. They actually asked us first to like participate in a casting. Okay. So I did the casting and then, uh, you know, I was accepted for it. And, uh, yeah. And I feel like because they were here, they got to meet me in person too. So it was a little bit more of a closer relationship, but they choose, I think a thousand people applied in America, uh, like United States in Canada. Mm-hmm. And then 10 people were chose or wow. chosen. That's yeah. really, really cool. So like, what was that experience like, like shooting your first campaign and like oh, it was magical, it was magical. Like when I yeah. say magical for me, they flew us to New York um, and they put us in a really nice hotel and we shot with amazing people, even though it was a little bit hectic, mm-hmm. but we shot with like one of the biggest photographers in as um, those people, they shoot for Vogue and we got to know so many people. For me, it was a really beautiful experience, to be honest. I mean, it and sounds like it's like super dreamy. Yeah, like it was the first time I go like in, you know, like it's like you are a celebrity for like a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you know? I mean, shooting for a campaign is huge. And like, especially yeah. like being selected for it. It's, it's a really good feeling. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And I love the fact that they were very respectful of my, you know, values, my principles, my yeah. culture, my religion, uh, even the stylist, like she made sure that she had like hijabs on set and all of that. Aww. And I was like, that's so sweet. Yeah. Cause um, not everyone does that by the way, like has hijabs for you. Like a lot of times they'll ask you to bring your own hijabs. Yes, they do that. They do ask, yeah. uh, can you please bring this scarf or this yeah. scarf? And I don't mind to be honest, because I am comfortable with my own hijabs. Exactly. But if someone is just like, you know, if someone has like new hijabs waiting for you, it's just like so nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes you feel like special, you know, people get their hair done. So it's nice when they have like hijabs for you. Um, 
And so that was like, so before that, like, had you kind of considered like modeling or anything like that? Or was that kind of the first time you were like, oh, maybe this is something I'm going to do? Yeah, I actually did consider modeling. I was signed with an agency before, okay. before the campaign. Um, and uh, yeah, I did model for, after that, I modeled for Sephora. And mm-hmm. then I modeled for other companies like Fenty Beauty. and uh, Which is major, like, like absolutely yeah. major. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like for me, uh, it's like a side thing that I like to do. Of course, I would love to be known as a model, but for me... Yeah. I feel like creating something, Tim, this is just my personal perspective, is is a little bit more of what I like to do. Like uh, almost being in front of the camera, but also behind the scenes, I, I don't mind it at all, you know? No, and I totally so. see that because I feel like, so you, you, you create content on Instagram, you post a lot of like makeup looks, um, that you've obviously you've created and you're super creative with your makeup looks, which I really love. Like, it's not just like the same look over and over. Like you really do switch it up. And then you also create YouTube content, which I love. Like you do a lot of vlogs, but also like tutorials, reviews. And I really like, I was watching a bunch of your videos and like, it's just, I can tell that you're you're super into it. Like you love what you're doing. Yeah, I do. I do love YouTube. So I, I used to have a, um, a YouTube channel back in the day and mm-hmm. I used to do like hijab tutorials, you know, it was like called Chamshun Brunette. And um, at that time, you know, after like a little while, I got like bored of the whole thing. I was like, you know what? I am just like, t- I don't want to create content anymore. You know, I'm just like, I was over it for a little yeah. bit. Then recently, I decided to start again, and uh, I was like, I'm going to do it in English, even though I can be a little insecure about my English sometimes. Oh my God, you speak English so well. (laughs) Thank you. It's sometimes, you know, as I'm not a native speaker, so sometimes I feel like, Oh, like I can, I'm not that eloquent or my, you my, are. And also is, is <laughs> I love your accent like so much. So you're, you're Moroccan. Were you yes, born and I'm raised Moroccan. in Morocco? Correct. Yeah. I was born and raised in Morocco and then I lived in Spain too. <gasps> uh, my family lives in Spain actually. How yeah. old were you when you lived in Spain? I was around 16. 16 okay. So you moved there from Morocco. There. Yeah. From Morocco. But I would say. I consider, of course, myself more Moroccan because I speak, you know, Darija or the Arabic yeah. Moroccan very fluently, and I know the culture very, like, very well. So, how yeah. was it living in Spain? I had no idea that you lived there or that your family lived there. Yeah, my family actually lives there. They've been living there for about like ten years now. Um, living in Spain is nice. I mean, I didn't get to go to the, you know. You know, like when you live with your family, it's not like you're going on a trip by yourself 100%. and like discovering yeah. all the tourist stuff. You know, yeah. So it was it was nice. I do love uh, Spain as a country personally. Uh, there's a lot of also Moroccan community there. So oh, really? It felt a little bit, you know. Yeah, there is a lot uh, Algerian and Moroccan, especially Moroccan. Um, it felt. I mean, it was nice. But I would say I'm planning to go back, inshallah, and I want to go to like. You know, the south of Spain, you know, the Andalusian yeah. parts of Spain, like Malaga and the parts that are a little bit closer to Morocco, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it has a little bit of Moroccan architecture and Moroccan um, uh, influence on them. And then when did you move to the States? And, like, did you move here alone? Because, like, yeah, your parents still live in Spain. So did you just, like, decide to move here? 
Yeah, I moved here alone, and um, I moved around 2014. I think that's when I moved. Yeah. Okay. About like six years now. So. So wait, how old were you, if you don't mind me asking? Oh yeah, right now I'm 25, and I moved okay. when I was 19 and a half. Sorry, I'm like. Oh my god. You yeah. moved here when you were 19 alone? Were you terrified? No, I had actually some uh, family members okay. uh, here and some people that I knew before. So that helped a little bit. But okay, I wasn't yeah, terrified. Definitely. Yeah, I wasn't terrified. I, I always liked speaking English, actually, because it was my favorite language more than, you know, French. Because from Morocco, French is like number one language. Yeah. And then you have English. But for me, English was like, I don't know, I just loved it. And I felt like learning it in such a you know, at such a young age, it really helped me, you know, uh, when I came here. So I felt like I was just where I was meant to be almost, you know? That's so cool. Okay. So when you, when you first moved to America, did you move to California right away? Yes. I've always lived in California. And like, did you come here because you were like, I just love America? Or like, did you come here because you were like, this is where I want to like start my career? Like what, what was your reasoning? Or did you want to come here for school? Yeah, I just wanted to like, you know, experience another country pretty much. And I felt like yeah. America was a good fit because as they say, it's the land of opportunity, you know. And yeah. for me, that was like always, uh, you know, watching American movies and being really influenced by American culture back home. And also when I was living in Spain, I was just like, if I want to go any in, to any country, it would be America. So that's why I came I chose I chose it here. And of course, having people that I know already in California just really, really helped. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you, you moved to America when you're 19. Like, that's crazy to me. Like I can't like moving to a different country okay. that I've never, and it was yeah. the first time you've ever been to America, right? Yeah. It was the first time, but I feel oh like because I had Moroccan people that I knew before and yeah. also other friends that were from here that I knew through online, uh, you know, even though it was yeah. online, but for me, it was like, whatever you know I mean that's how I met so many of my friends is yeah, through exactly. the internet yeah yeah so that was a little bit easier for me and you know of course uh, worst case uh, what's gonna happen I can always you know go back to Spain or go back to Morocco I mean that's yeah. an oh, amazing way to think about things I feel like my 19 year old brain would like not think that way my little 19 yeah, year old brain yeah, would be like oh my yeah. god like I want my mom like I like, yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. It was oh, definitely difficult. That's why the first time I came here, I had to go back after four months to see my oh. mom and my parents because uh, I was just like, I missed them so much. And that was yeah. the first time when I actually go away for that, for, for like uh, far away from them, you know, but uh, uh, I went and I recharged my energy yeah. and I came back. But I feel like my parents really raised me in a way that just like, if you want something, you have to just like go for it, you know, and that's amazing. My dad is the same. My mom is the same. And I feel like that really helped me, um, you know, coming here and of course, like navigating my life here and doing everything that I want to do. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that having that instilled into you by your parents gives you that boost of confidence. Like, okay, like if I want to do this, I just, I have to do it. Um, yes. Yes. Did you experience like any type of like culture shock moving here? Because I know that whenever I moved to like a different country, cause I've lived in a few different countries. Like there is a little bit of like a, Whoa, like this is very different than what I'm used yeah. to. So did yeah. you have like any experiences yeah. like that? I did. The first time I've like I landed in New York, you know, because it was like my flight, like my my layover was in New York. The yeah. first thing I noticed is a lot of women police, w- po- yeah. police women, 
Um, yeah. And I feel like I wasn't used to that in like in Morocco or even in Spain. I didn't see that as much. I didn't see a lot yeah. of the women, women workers almost outside. And it was just like, even in the airport, it was just like, wow, like there's a lot of women. I see a lot yeah. of women working. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was the first thing. Not to say that we don't have women working in Morocco or even in Spain, but it's just like a lot here. It's almost like equal to the men, yeah. I feel, in the way they 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 carry themselves. And the second thing I was like, wow, it was the advertisements that are like the billboards. The There was just so much advertising everywhere. Yep. And I America feel like loves I, went advertise from, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I went from a culture that didn't have like that much advertising. Maybe you see like one picture in like a whole like or three pictures or four in like a whole city, you know? Yeah. Maybe now is more, of course, when you go to Morocco or, or Spain is the same, but I went from that like non-advertisement yeah. uh, to having like everywhere you see some someone advertising for something in America, you know, whether yep. you are in a small town or in a big town or it's just, it's just always like too much, you know, uh, it's always like, here's some out. shit for you to buy, buy this. Yeah. You should buy it's, this. Yeah. And it's so funny because Trevor Noah was saying the same thing, the comedian, because yeah. he's of course from like South Africa too. And he, yeah, I love him too. He said the same thing and I was like, oh my God, like that's exactly how I felt when I first like landed here. There was just like so much advertising and I was like, wow, like it's crazy, but it's refreshing. I mean, America has its own beauty. You know what I mean? Like it's, um, it's, it's different, but it's, uh, it's America. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and like, so. that's the thing, like I, whenever I go anywhere abroad and I come home, like, I'm just like, oh, I'm so happy to be back in America, which mm. that's the thing. Like, do I feel that way? Because like. I was born here. So like I have like an emotional attachment or is there just something about it that you're like, Oh my God, I'm so glad that I'm here because yeah. like no matter where I go, even if the people at the airport are rude to me in America, it's a different kind of rude. It's like a rude that I expect and I'm okay yeah. with, but like yeah. anytime I go anywhere else, people at the airport are so mean, like everywhere else yeah. that I've ever been to, they're so mean. And, and like, as soon as I get to America and TSA says something, even if it's kind of like bitchy, I'm just like, you know what? That's fine because I expect yeah, this out of you. So I'm okay with it. It's comforting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you like get over it too quickly almost. Yeah. Like, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. like you're mad for like a second and then you move on. But definitely yeah. when you go to other countries, I feel like if something goes wrong in another country, it's just so difficult. Like for me, yeah. I... I traveled to Indonesia and I lost my passport in Indonesia. <gasps> oh my God. And that was like horrifying. And I love that country, but I couldn't find anybody to help me to find oh. the passport. Even the police people, like the policemen were like, oh, we don't know. I'm like, oh, like, please like check the cameras. And they were like, no, we don't know. And I felt like so helpless, you know, yeah. and so like not helpless, sorry, hopeless. Yeah. I felt so just scared hopeless yeah. terrified and i couldn't find anybody to like i don't know so it's different yeah like but for me even when i go to morocco i still miss being here because almost like i spent like almost seven years here i feel almost yeah. six years so, like yeah. and the the years that you've spent here are like very formative years in your life like your early 20s that's when you yeah. you start to kind of discover yourself and you know develop your kind of you really develop your personality and who you are and the type of person you are and like your personal style and your preferences and all of that. I feel like that's kind of when those things are really formed. Uh, and true. I feel like, yeah, it's interesting that you were telling me, you're like, yeah, I took a break from social media because I remember I, I would see you on social media and then you just kind of 
you weren't on social media anymore. And then you like came back and I was like, Oh my God, it's Shayma. She's back. Like she's here. <laughs> um, and but yeah, I, I literally was like, I'm like, did she take a break? I'm like, did I just was the Instagram algorithm, like hiding her from me? Like who can say what yeah. was going on? Um, yeah. but so you, you mentioned that you got married about a year ago and your husband is half Syrian, half Afghan, right? Yes, he is half Syrian, half Afghan. Um, it's a beautiful mix. <laughs> I mean, that's such. I, I actually never heard of that particular mix, like, it, yeah. like ever. So, um, how did you guys meet? So we met through actually friends at a birthday party. Love that. Um, yeah, and it was just very. I mean, honestly, we don't have like a very amazing hit, hit, like story of meeting. Yeah. It was very casual, but uh, I, I feel like we when you when you meet that person that you are meant to be with, like it feels very different than any other people that you met before. You know, oh. like it feels not in a um, cliche way, but you feel like, oh, oh my nice. God. Like, yeah, it feels really different. And it's hard to explain it because it's feelings. You can't really put yeah, them into the numbers or to like, you know, words. But you feel very like, uh, how can I say it? It doesn't even matter if you're like, let's say somebody gets married today and they meet each other and then one year later or two years, God forbid, they divorce. But that yeah. feeling still exists because they were meant yeah. to spend that time with each other, you know? Yeah. Um, so that person that you always meant to be with or to spend a certain amount of life with, you always feel different about them. You always feel like they're, you look at them from a different angle than the other people. And no, that's, I think, what happened to me. Yeah, I feel like the first time I, I met him, I knew I was going to marry him. Like, oh, just like, it just awesome. felt like, I know it's it sounds like weird because like, oh my God, how do you know you're going to marry someone no, right away? No, that's like, so sweet. Yeah, I'm just like, I knew. Like, of course, when you get to know the person, you're like, oh, I don't like this or I don't like that about you. But you're like, overall, you feel that, you know, it's not even just about physical attraction, but also yeah. just you feel like you come, you complement each other, you know? No, I a hundred percent agree. And like, trust me, I was just, I literally just had this conversation with my mom today because she's always like, you're so picky. You're so picky. And I'm like, mom, the thing is, is like when you, I truly believe that like when you're meant to be with someone, you will feel differently about it. Like, yeah. and it might sound a little bit silly, but like, sometimes you just feel differently about different people. And like, even if not everything aligns perfectly, it's just something that you're going to feel. And if you don't feel that, then why are you going to pursue a relationship with someone and try to like force it? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I believe in both too. Sometimes I believe that, um, I believe that it's easy to fun to fall out of love with someone that you loved at first time, you know? That's true, because there's a lot not of like, passion. E yes, but it's not easy to unlove someone that made you love them. So let's say you meet someone, you give them a chance, you know? Like, let's say you went for coffee twice or, you know, you went to do an activity, whatever it is. Then you meet them, you get to know them a little bit more. Then you start, at first you were like, mm, I don't really know, I don't think I he's my type or, you know. But then you start knowing them and you start seeing a character out of them and you start to have feelings for them. And I feel like when you fall in love with someone with time, it's very difficult to get out of that. As opposed to when you fall in love so quickly, it, everything can be like a turn off and be like, okay, bye. Like, uh, I didn't expect you to be like this, you know, and yeah. you, you remove yourself kind from of the situation. 
So that's why I believe in that when it comes to marriage, you have to like fall in love and fall out of love and fall in love again with the same person, you know, like <laughs> all happening with the same person almost. And that's, that's how, you know, your feelings are really strong for that specific so, person. So when, so when you and your husband decided to get married, was it like, were your parents like cool with it? Was everyone down for it? Was it, a, did it take a little bit of convincing? Because I know that like when it comes to especially people from like the Arab general region, we mm. can be a little culty. We could be a little mm. bit like, oh, you're not from the same village as me in the same country. Like, yeah, mm, the Lina, no, the it's not conversation. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. how did how did that kind of go down? So honestly, I love my parents so much. If I tell you, like. For some reason, my father always raised me as this girl that he like trusts, you know, mm-hmm. like if I, if I give my opinion, he really values it. He always, since I was a little girl, he always like listened to what I had to say. That's amazing. And of course, not all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not all the time. Like you can trust yeah. everything a small child yeah. does because sometimes small children say crazy things. Uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but like he, he was always like, oh, I, if you think this is a good uh, idea, then, you know you are responsible for what you're going to do, you know? That's so course, smart, I never said, Yeah. I never said I wanted to do anything that's, like, crazy. But yeah. when it comes to my husband, he was very, like, oh, I was like, hey, like, I love I love this guy. I met this guy. I didn't say I love him, actually, because he was good. Imagine telling your Muslim dad, like, the, like this yeah. is how you're going to open it. I love this guy. Like, your dad would not probably. He would just own you right away. Yeah, he would have some questions. Maybe he might want to yell a little bit. That's not the opening line, usually. That's like kind yeah. of the, the line That's that you like, drop at some point. No, I just said, I actually talked to my mom first. I was like, hey, I met this guy and he's like really nice and uh, I like him. And uh, he wants, uh, we say in Morocco, he wants ma'kul. He wants like, he's serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm like, I'm not wasting my, my time with anybody who's not serious. You know what I mean? Like, no, Hell yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next <laughs> yeah like no i don't have time for this i'm i have other things that i can be doing yeah like, yeah I don't no it's like a waste of time like i don't like when people are like oh let me figure it out i'm like no. i'm the one who needs to figure it out like yeah. as, a, as a man at least for me the man that i've always like if i was interested in someone he has to have his life together and his brain together um, you know so i can i can be an add-on not to i, I don't need to start from scratch with you you don't start from scratch with me and I don't start from scratch with you. Yeah, like you don't want to uh, meet someone and then have him like figure out if he's like really if he really likes you. Like he should yeah. he should know that he likes you, you know? Like that's a yeah. the good starting point. And you yeah. know, know that okay, this girl expects these types of things. If I'm willing to, you know, check that out with her, let's investigate this together, then yes. yeah, sure. But you can't just be like, mm, I don't really know. Like, let me to figure it out. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, you have to set the record straight from the beginning. To be honest, I, I feel like a lot of I have a lot of friends that would date and would be like, you know what, I want to tell him this, but I'm so scared he would like he would not like it or something like that. Literally, just put it on hold, and you put it on hold for five years or six years, yeah. and then you're like, oh my god, like I was actually never we never agreed or anything. So it's good to like set up the record, be like, this is who I am before any feelings develop, you know? Yeah. Uh, This is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is what I want to do with my life. Um, What do you think? This is something that you're okay with or not okay with. If you're not okay with, then okay, no problem. 
we haven't done anything as we say so have a nice life and and like i feel like as women we're told that like telling men what we expect makes us sound crazy but like Mm -hmm. i don't think there's anything crazy out of you know articulating yourself and communicating to this other person these are my expectations out of a relationship like i'm going into this relationship hoping that we like each other enough to want to get married. That's what my goal is. And then if throughout that relationship, you decide that you hate each other, that's a different Mm -hmm. story, but that's, you're going in wanting something serious. And I don't think that that makes, I mean, that's just being honest. I think that it's more so wrong to go into things and be like, Oh no, I'm super casual. Like I don't really fucking care. And then like, you know, like Mm -hmm. a few months down the line, you'll be like, so when are we getting married? The other person's going to be like, what what are you talking about? Like you, yeah. 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 Like he would be confused or she would be confused. And uh, that's something that I, I feel like a lot of, you know, a lot of people do, you know, here. Yes. But they want to play cool. Yeah. They want to play cool. They were like, I don't want to scare him off. Actually, if he's going to get scared by that topic, then he's the wrong person. Person. because yeah, what are you, you shouldn't doing? like yeah you shouldn't have to convince someone that they want to do something like yeah. either he's he wants to pursue a serious relationship that leads to marriage or he doesn't and if he doesn't yeah. then it's better to find out early on than to put yourself through this ter- relationship where you're basically trying to coerce this person into wanting to marry you and then for them yeah. to eventually be like oh no i don't want to do that and then yeah. you're and super sad you do it yeah, and even if they end up marrying you, they're not. It's not gonna be a healthy marriage because uh, he he may feel pressured, you know, or she may feel oh, yeah, pressured and like feel resentful so, and feel like yeah. this isn't what I wanted to do, and yeah. I felt cornered or whatever the case is. But yes. yeah, I think yes. there's. It's always super smart to kind of like here's the thing like I'm I don't like playing weird mind games and I think that's like a whole other problem is people like to play like mind games they like to like low-key be like manipulative and like be like ooh, like I'm gonna do this and hope for this result I'm a big fan of just like laying it all out like if you're interested yeah. in someone just be like hey I'm interested in you and I also mm-hmm. think that like for some reason like girls are like oh no I don't want to do that like but like Mm -hmm. if you want something go for it like what's the worst that's going to happen like he doesn't like you oh no like yeah it's not the end of the world yeah the thing is I I agree with you 100% but also when you look at it from a different culture sometimes for example if I tell my even though now it's changing but sometimes like let's say you are in Morocco you see this guy you like him he likes you, you started talking, you tell him, hey, I really want to, like, I really like you, and I want to, like, move on, you know, move forward yeah, yeah, with yeah. this. And he says no, and then he goes and tells his friends. It's basically, like, it's. it depends on the culture, it depends on, and then your repetition is, that's how, that's, I think, the pressure that girls are scared of. Like, I, oh my 100% God, see where you're coming from. Yeah. And then nobody likes me anymore because they think I'm just, like, hungry to get married, you know what I mean? And, yeah. Um, no, I totally, I can, I can definitely yeah. see that perspective, but, like, again like I here's my thing I people are always gonna say shit about you like that's just life people are always gonna say shit about you as long as you know who you are at the end of the day like I just feel like I don't I don't like to make decisions based off of what people could or might say like do you know what I mean because I feel like that that will alter the way you want to live your life and I just feel Mm -hmm. like yeah there is this, so 
this is actually like a conversation that I had with like a couple of friends a couple of weeks ago because I was like, what is it like? there are different cultures and guys respond differently to different things. So like, I feel like a white guy would love if a girl was like super forward and was like, Hey, like, I like Mm -hmm. you. Like a white guy would love that. Like an American guy would be super into that. He would think it was so attractive, but maybe like, I don't know, a Palestinian guy, this is just an example. Mm -hmm. Maybe he would be like, Oh, that's kind of like a turnoff. If Mm -hmm. he doesn't like that, then I don't think he's the right fit. Do you know what I'm like? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like maybe yeah. that's not meant to happen because if he thinks like, oh, gross, like this girl's like such a whatever because like she's so mm-hmm. forward with me, then mm-hmm. it's probably not going to work out anyway because if he thinks that a girl simply expressing herself or is, yeah, is weak is, or, is, or just, yeah, yes, then it's just kind of like, yeah. fuck you, man. Like that yeah. it probably wasn't going to work. Like, yeah, I'm on the same page with you. Yeah. Um, the only reason why I said that is because I was thinking about other girls but for me 100%. as a person as shema i i'm the same way as <laughs> yeah. you like i i i told my husband before i married him like everything about yeah. me who i am what's my family like what's our culture like what's you know everything everything what i want what i want in life do i want to be a housewife do i want to be a working woman do i want to yeah. do my own thing like all those things do i want to have kids not have it's kids so like all those things that's like my those are all my goals and aspirations and then yeah. see if you fit in on them you know and, no, that's um, so important. Like yeah, that's really to. smart. Yeah, yeah. And to show interest is is actually for me. I think it's powerful because even I mean, Islamically speaking, like that's not something that's like haram. You know? No, exactly. Like, like there's okay. nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, I hope okay. we'll feel okay to do it. Yeah, no, it's, and it's definitely like, there's less room to like sit around and wonder and wait and be like, oh, like, does he like me? Like, is it like, if you're interested in yeah. someone and you think that this could be like a real thing, like what's the worst yeah. that could happen? He's not into it. Okay, cool. At least you found out and now you can really? yeah. move on with your life. But okay. So you were telling me that, um, your dad, supports like your decisions you were telling me about like how it went down when you were like telling your parents yeah we like totally Um, got went on a tangent (laughs) (laughs) totally so um yeah he's very supportive even my mom is very supportive my mom is such a good listener my dad is he's also a good listener but I feel like he's always admires like strong women you know like he always wanted me to be like a strong independent woman and when I told him about him he said oh like what is he what is he from of course yeah and he said oh do you, like, do you feel like uh, he's a good person for you? Does he like meet your standards and all of that? Then he asked about his family, like everybody would. Yeah. Um, and of course, like his job and his dean and all of those things, you yeah, know, yeah. his age and all of that. And he asked to, of course, talk to him, even though my dad doesn't speak English, but oh. <laughs> he worked it out. Yeah, yeah, he figured um, it out. Dads will figure yeah. it out when they need to. And, yeah, and my husband doesn't speak Arabic, so even though he's Syrian, he speaks like Farsi more, very okay. like Afghan, uh, Afghan yeah. language, more than he would speak Arabic. He knows a few things here and there, like just like normal things. But yeah, and uh, it was very, it was very, you know, it was very like uh, easy for for my parents to accept it. And I feel like um, I know that I have Arabic friends, like also that have the hardest time with their parents accepting their husbands or their yeah. uh, the people that they are interested in because of the culture uh, you know conversation and the lineage and you know uh, 
are we gonna get are we gonna understand each other later on how our kids gonna be it's better to marry from your own country it's better to marry from your own village and I understand that but for me it was never it was never an issue to be honest yeah uh, I mean that's I'm really glad that that like because I feel like I could bring home or I could tell my parents I want to marry any person and they would be like all right cool like you know what I mean yeah. like they're not like, oh no, like they, but like, that is a really common thing. So it is really nice to hear that your parents like trusted you and were supportive of your decision. I think that that's really, really nice. And I, I think that it's becoming more normalized to marry outside of your culture within like the Muslim community, because I feel like for a long time, it was this just very dramatic thing. Like people were super, super like, if I'm from this country, if I'm Pakistani, I'm marrying a Pakistani. If I'm this, I'm married. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? So, um, yeah. but okay. So you said, so your husband, it, like, do you feel like he leans more towards like the Afghan culture versus like Syrian culture? Yes, he does definitely. Because I think when you grow like his mom speaks to him more in Farsi and I feel like gotcha. he, that's why he, he, um, you know, he started like learning more about it and he started speaking it. But uh, just to, like, say something about the, the fact that, you know, some cultures want to marry, like, their own culture. In Morocco, we don't really do that. Like, I feel like Morocco really? as, a, as a country, a lot of girls marry, like, different ethnicities and also boys, you know? That's like, awesome. We never had that conversation a lot in Morocco going on, I, I feel, from people that I know and from yeah. my, my city and all of that. And a lot of girls that are married to, we don't have that conversation, oh, he has to be Moroccan. We, we yeah. really don't. That's Um, actually really nice and very refreshing. But that's the thing about Morocco. It's not like, it's not like a Arab, like it's different. It's just different than like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's like a different way of thinking. It's like a different culture. It's, it's very different. And I think that it's a little bit more like open-minded. Yes, it definitely is. It's like African culture, Arabic culture, uh, Islamic culture, of course. Uh, We have also the Amazigh culture. We yeah, have, like European culture because we were like colonized, kind of like yeah. protected, not colonized, but like anyways. Um, so we have so much, you know, like that is going on and so much influence from the Europe, from the, you know, like it just like uh, that's why I feel like it's a whole different conversation when it comes to Morocco, even Algeria or Tunisia. Yeah. I feel like that area is very different than the Middle East or, yes. you know, the, For the sure. region. So, um, yeah. I really know. And I like, I think that it's really nice. So when, when you guys got married, like, was your wedding like more like Moroccan, more Syrian, more mm-hmm. like, how did you, how did you decide these things? Like what you wore? Yeah. Cause like in Moroccan culture, you wear like, not just like a white wedding a dress, of, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. So for my wedding, honestly, I did not want a wedding to be honest with you. I don't I like that. <laughs> I don't like to be a bride. I, I don't yeah. like to be a bride. I just, that's not my personality. I don't like to be the center of the attention. I know it's, it's so ironic because I'm, you know, I'm a digital creator or like I do Instagram and YouTube, but it's so funny. Like when it's people around me in real life, I don't like it. Virtually, I'm okay with it. But that's but, the thing. Like, <laughs> I feel like most digital creators I know do not like being the center yeah. of attention. In fact, yeah. they hate it. Like most of the creators I know literally hate like the focus being on them or public speaking or like socializing yeah Yeah, Yeah, I get so scared I get so scared and anxious and 
So it's his mom that wanted like really to do the wedding. Like, honestly, my parents were like, okay, whatever. If you don't want to like do a big wedding, it's fine. And I was like, okay, we can do a wedding, but it will be very, very small, you know, very, very small. Um, I only wore one dress, which is shocking for Moroccan culture. Yeah. Which is, you guys uh, do a lot of outfit changes. Yeah. We do like seven outfits. We're like, we like, I'm fine with like going to a wedding and like dancing until 7 a.m. I'm fine with that. As long as it's not my wedding. Um, <laughs> you like, love being a guest at weddings. Hate love when it's my guest. wedding. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I did like one outfit basically and it was designed, the dress was beautiful. It was designed by my best friend, Manel. She's a fashion designer and she's That's based so in... That's so cute. Yeah, and it was like a mixture between uh, a dress and a kaftan, which is the um, Moroccan traditional dressing. yeah. And it was like a turtle, like a high neck, you know, kaftan with a little bit of uh, Moroccan details and the uh, Moroccan uh, vibe. But also it looks like a white dress, you know, but it's not really That's a white so dress. That's so cool. Yeah. So it's really, really beautiful. I really loved my... Uh, I, I can't wait to give it, inshallah, one day maybe to my daughter oh, to wear it so because beautiful. it's such a beautiful piece. Yeah, it's very, very beautiful piece. And yeah, it was like our wedding was really, really small. It was, I think, like, I think 70 people. Okay. In total, and that's it. Like we, we did. You know, I was actually like by 10 p.m. I was like tired. I was like, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> I'm ready to do my skincare and sleep. <laughs> oh my god, me like literally any day. Like, oh, I'm just I'm ready to wash my makeup off, put on yeah, my serum. It's, it's bedtime. Yeah, it was so funny because I was like, oh my god, it's like our wedding. I was like, but I'm so tired. <laughs> like, I'm tired of like saying hi to people and like you know, it's just like you you like. Dude. Face muscles like hurts, you know, from smiling. <laughs> no, I mean, because like people are taking pictures of you and then you're taking professional photos and like you're talking, yeah. like it's your wedding. You feel like I have to yeah. look happy the entire time because if I don't look happy, then it seems it's like people are going to think I'm not happy or I'm going to yeah. look in the photos or it's, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, but I, it was a very beautiful wedding still. Aww. I think it was like four six hours in total and that's it you know everything was but done. that's so nice because that's what you like you it's a, i feel like it's a good compromise like you didn't really want to do a big thing but you know like i feel like 70 yeah, like is. i feel like mm-hmm. for a lot of people that's like so small but like a mm-hmm. lot of my friends who are like white that's how big their weddings are and yes, like it's yes. still a lot of people like i guess it's not like relatively speaking like my sister had 800 people at her wedding that's not me exaggerating oh, wow. that's actually wow, she had wow, 800 wow, wow, people wow, wow. at her wedding so like <laughs> the idea of that makes me want to like blow my brains out i'm not even gonna lie like the I, that's so stressful 800 people <laughs> well it was like the thing life? is it was a lot of like her <laughs> husband's family yeah like yeah, her yeah, husband's yeah. Her family happens, yeah. and then my dad has a lot of friends and like so it was like a lot of like family yeah, and family okay. friends okay, yeah. as they say we say in morocco the wedding is not really for the bride and groom it's mostly for the family and it's true you know especially it, like your family yeah. wants to be happy for you and all of that but uh, i don't have a lot of like i don't have a lot of like my most of my family is in morocco so yeah. if it was in morocco it may be a different situation but Thank God I did it here because in Morocco it would be like going all night long and I'm like tired. It would have been multiple event type of thing. No, yeah, it would be so crazy because my grandma loves weddings and she like would invite the whole tribe. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, but um, I feel like seventy is like a nice number intimate wedding, like yeah. where it's not that as overwhelming. You know what I mean? Yes. No. Yeah. You. You. you it's not that uh, you know 
that crazy and everybody was happy everybody had good food everybody danced everybody very was important. just taking care of <laughs> and that's it yeah very important the food part is very important that's the most important yeah. I think, like when actually. I go to a wedding and the food isn't good, I literally yeah. am just like, why am I here? Why it is any, what's the point? Like, yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally agree. So what kind of food uh, did you guys have? We had Afghan food because I died oh, for Afghan food. But then so we had, good. yeah, but then we had like Moroccan pastries and Ooh. Moroccan so it was like a good combination between the two. Um, I personally love Afghan food I wouldn't say more than Moroccan food, but I would say a little bit, maybe more. Because I of think the that kebab. Afghan food is like, hands down, some of the best food. Like, I feel like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, like kebabs, like they're all the same. Yeah. They're not all the same. No, no. <laughs> the marination is different. <laughs> yeah. And like the kebabs that they make are like, I just, so it's, there are no good places in Florida. So it's really upsetting. But like, anytime I go somewhere that has good Afghani food, yeah, like yeah. I'm just very about it. Yeah, maybe when you come to the Bay Area next time, you can come to I visit know. me. I'll take yes, I haven't been to California in so like in almost two years now, which is crazy to me because I That's love crazy. it so much. And I've gone to the Bay Area before, and it was funny because we were talking about this, and like I feel like everyone's like, "Oh, the Bay Area, blah blah." blah. Like I didn't know what the Bay Area was until I actually went to the Bay Area, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. like this is it." And like I feel yeah. like everyone thinks like, Oh, San Francisco, but there are other places in the Bay area. Yeah. I like San Francisco. I don't it's like the weather of so San Francisco cool. personally. I like it, but I don't like the weather, but the more you go it's too to, cold. Towards, it's too cold and windy yeah. and I don't like wind. Um, and I think because I've lived there for like four years, I'm kind of like a little bit over it or I do yeah. miss it, but I'm like, okay, okay. I need to experience different parts of the Bay area. So I like, yeah. I like the Fremont area because they have good, halal food you know like okay. personally i eat only halal so i yeah. love 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 when i can find that you know a lot of halal restaurants around yeah me. so yeah there is there is there is good portion you know of, of of muslim community to here so it's it's always a good thing but i do love san francisco but i feel like not for living just for visiting you know yeah i would rather I'm- live in new york than live in san francisco personally yeah i feel like san francisco is like it's like a much more like chill city vibe than New York. Like I feel like New York is very like crazy all the time, but yeah, I mean like I, I don't know. I, I really like San Francisco. I mean, I've only gone a couple of times, but like, I really, really like, I will say the Hills that shit fucks me up because walking up those Hills, like I feel like I'm dying. Like I'm not, my body's not built for whatever walking on Hills does to you. Like, honestly, it's so difficult. When I used to live there, I didn't even work out. I would just like walk everywhere. I mean, yeah, it's a freaking workout. Like, and also like there's constant fear. Like, am I going to fall? Am I going to fall down this Hill? Because I feel (laughs) like I'm going to fall. <laughs> like especially no, the really cold. steep ones like yeah, i literally am like, terrified yeah some ones are like a wall you know like climbing a wall or something no yeah, i like, i and i'm like such like a like i like i can you people could definitely tell that i'm not from there because like when i walk up those steep hills like i'm like crouching low to the ground like i'm trying to balance i'm trying to hold <laughs> yeah, on to anything around me really, yeah no some of them are really like crazy Actually, I miss it. Now that you're mentioning all these models, I haven't been there. I need to go. Like, like, yeah, I need to go to the city again. I love you're it. Like, I want to be in fear for my life when I'm walking. Yeah, I miss no, it. No, it's, I, it's nice. It, it has some really nice. 
I mean, it's, it's a very hilly city, but honestly, that could be on itself a workout. Like you don't even have to have a gym membership. Like if you just walk, I used to like work downtown. So I would walk and live kind of downtown too. Mm-hmm. So I would walk everywhere. I was close to so many places and I would just walk. And that was a really, I, I don't know. I had better stamina, I think, than now. Now I don't even work out. So I'm just Yeah, I mean, I used to, I used to work in downtown too. So I would walk a lot even if I mean it's downtown Orlando so it's not hilly but even that like I felt like yeah like I had a little bit more stamina like I felt a little bit better and like now like I drive to work and like it's it's very stationary and I'm not moving around as much and like I'm like I'm trying to like get myself to get into a routine of working out because I'm like this can't be good for my body to like not be moving around very much like I feel like that can't be healthy you know what I mean like I should yeah, probably yeah, yeah, yeah. move if I'm not even at least walking I should be doing something something um, yeah like at least at home or something like that yeah you, you would be I mean physical activity honestly even helps with sadness and like negative oh, moods. for yeah. me like when I whenever I feel like I am going into like a really uh sad negative you know you know energy I don't, I don't want to say depressing but because that's yeah. like a big word but I always whenever I work out or I start doing physical activity whether it's hiking or or uh, going rock climbing whatever it is it really helps me you know to get out of that I feel like it's just really really good for the body and also for the mind for the most part too hundred um, percent. And like, I, I like to think that if I ever lived in California, I would go hiking every week, but that yeah. probably wouldn't happen. But in my mind, I'm like, Oh my God, if I lived in California, I would go hiking all the time. <laughs> yeah. You think that, but for me, I used to say that too. I'm like, now I just hike in the mall all the time. Every weekend I'm going to the mall. <laughs> Like that's like, like my yeah. favorite place. Yeah, yeah you're like, let's go for is, a mall hike. It is beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> my husband hates it, but it is beautiful, beautiful places to hike here. Honestly, and to yeah, it's a beautiful. For me, I like it too because do you know that California and Morocco are in the same line? You know, on oh, Earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Like, right. It's the same weather, same environment. Like if you go to Morocco, you would literally think you are in California. You know, like in certain areas, of course, like beside the cities, when you go like to the suburbs, you would think, oh my God, this is exactly like California. Desert-wise, mountain-wise, yeah. Yeah. Uh, water-wise, like everything. It's so funny how it is, but it's, it looks <laughs> so really funny. like Morocco. Also, I, like I'm dying to go to Morocco. Like I literally want oh to God. go so bad and I'm not gonna lie for a while I didn't want to go because everyone was going on Instagram and so that kind of made me like be like I I don't want to go here anymore like literally everyone is going here so I'm but like I I had some Moroccan friends growing up and they would like tell me things and like I literally at one when I'm pretty sure when I was like 19 years old like I saw a Moroccan wedding blanket online and I was like oh "Oh, like let me see how much this is and it was like thousands of dollars and then one of my friends who was Moroccan was like dude they're like so much cheaper in Morocco and I was like okay perfect I'm just gonna go to Morocco and buy a Moroccan wedding blanket but I mean I didn't end up doing that but like honestly they're so beautiful like I wouldn't even put it on my bed like I feel like I would frame it or something because they're like insane like they're so beautiful detailed too yeah no they're very beautiful there's a lot of we have I think that's something about Morocco that's really really differentiates it from the rest of the not the world but you know many countries yeah uh, is how intricate the, the work is and it's like pleasing to the eye sometimes you do you do see intricate work in some some cultures but it's not pleasing to the eye it's not yeah. har- har- it's not as harm harm 
Harmonious? Harmonious. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you, 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 you were on the right path. You, were, you had it. You just yeah. you doubted yourself. <laughs> yeah, I doubted myself. <laughs> Anyways, so it's not as harmonious, you know, as other. But for Morocco, they're very, very intricate with, like, the color themes. And I feel like even the architecture, um, the leather work, everything, everything, you know, even just, like, the way you put the table, if you want to have just a cup of tea, just, like, the actual teapot and how exaggerating they are, you know, like, they with the whole setup. Huh? There's a lot of attention to detail. I feel like the details. Yes, 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 yes. And to like, um, to like, um, visual. You know, exactly. it's visual. Yeah. it's like the building. The yeah, like what you were saying, like the teapots, like the tables yeah. that the teapots are put on. Like everything is just kind of very aesthetically yeah. pleasing. Which is, I feel like, why so many people started going there because it's a very photogenic country. Like you can take it. Do you feel like that influenced you in being creative and being into like makeup and beauty? Because here's the thing, like I love Mm -hmm. makeup. I love beauty, Mm -hmm. but like, I don't have, like, I feel like certain people just have like this innate gift where they can like do makeup beautifully. Like it's an art. And I feel Mm -hmm. like you're one of those people, like when you do like videos, like doing your makeup, like it looks like you're painting, like it looks just so effortless for you. And like, you're so talented. And like, when did you realize that like you love doing makeup that much? So I've always loved makeup since I was like a kid, you know, I used to like, uh, I remember like my aunt would bring some like kids makeup from like France to us and stuff like that. And it would like bring all my friends at that time back in Morocco. And I would like paint their faces, you know, on wedding days and stuff like that. And just be like, Oh my God, you look so pretty. I've always loved the transformation that makeup give to a woman or a man, whatever. So I, I just love that process of like beautifying yourself. You know what I mean? It's not even like, like you're doing it for, Anybody. Sometimes I just do my makeup and I'm just at home the whole day and I feel instantly better after I put on yeah. a little bit of concealer, a little bit of mascara. So it's almost like a therapeutic um, feeling to me as as well as an artistic outlet, you know, or creative outlet for me. Yeah. Um, I don't do a lot of crazy looks maybe because I'm very attracted to like features and I like to do pretty makeup. I like to manipulate my features by changing maybe like let's say um, wearing contact lenses, you know what I mean? I love doing that sometimes and like having different lash lashes and all of that just to be a certain persona at a day. Sometimes I'm Megan Fox, sometimes I'm Kim K. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. No, and I feel like you do, like that's the thing, like your makeup is, it's like very beautifying makeup. Like really I just- I like beautifying makeup. Yeah. I, I, lo- I love, you know, like now we're approaching Halloween. Like I'm not a big Halloween fan, to be honest. Yeah. I know a lot of people are. I don't really care for it that much. I don't really care for it. I appreciate the artistry. Yeah. But what gets me is beautifying makeup. Like when someone okay. is like so pretty. I feel like people always expect like any digital creator who does makeup to just be like, oh, like where are the Halloween looks at? And it's just like not, not yeah, everyone wants not. to create Halloween looks. And like, I think that there are certain like makeup artists or, or artists that I follow that that's their thing. Like that's the, their yeah. favorite time of year mm-hmm. is creating makeup looks like literally for Halloween. Like that's their favorite thing. But I feel like your thing is definitely, like you said, like it's very like, like accentuating your features, just very like beautifying makeup looks that are dramatic, but not like crazy dramatic. Like, you know what I mean? Like a smoky eye. 
like a smoky eye, like yeah. something that, you know, like for me, I like to be relatable. Like that's even on my social media, that's my whole goal is to yeah. be a relatable person that people could follow, whether it's an outfit or whether it's a makeup look, uh, you know, I mean, skincare is very, very personal, but I do want to be relatable. I don't want to be the outside of the box person. I do want to inspire people to like be like, or in general, like I want to, for example, when you come to my page or when you talk to me or whatever, or you see my makeup, you're like, oh, I can do that. Or I want to yeah. learn how to do that. I feel like that would look pretty on me. You know, I wonder how did she do it? And I want to learn it and I can do it, you know, eventually. That's the goal. Yeah, like you want it to be like accessible to people. You don't want it to be like, oh, I could never do that. Yes. I, I don't. I, yeah. When people say I could never, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm, I'm complicating it too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> because I know everybody knows their own features and everybody can achieve certain, you know, enhancement by themselves if they want, you know, I know that everybody is their own artist, technically speaking, like, you know, your features, you wake up with your face, you go to bed with your face, you know, your face very well, more than anybody else. Of course, some people will have a different eye for it, you know, a different, like, for example, when I do makeup for my friends, like a certain friend will give me a a certain, like, I think because I, I would look at her as a personality and as a face. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like she, she, she's a strong personality, but she's also very minimalistic, you know? Um, so maybe this makeup look would be, would be very fitting with her, you know? So that's the, that's, I feel for me as an artist, when I do my friend's makeup or my client's makeup, I have to at least like talk to them about like their favorite colors and what's their vibe like. And that way I can embrace that and bring it to their face, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that that's really important. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. I've had my makeup done a lot in my life. More times than not, I hate my makeup. Like, yeah. like doesn't matter. Like I just, cause I feel like they don't ask those questions. They don't try to like figure out yeah. what is it that you want? You know what I yeah. mean? And like, mm-hmm. I know how I like to look and I'm very mm-hmm. particular. I know what I like to look like. I feel like yeah. I can't heavy eye makeup is not for me. It's just not the mm-hmm. look that I like. I prefer to do like a really bold lip. Not to say that you can't do both. It's just like a preference for me. Like I yeah. like to I be fair. Yeah. yeah. Like fairly minimal on the eye. I don't like to put a lot on my eyes and like, I like to focus more on like my skin and the complexion and the lip and like every now and then I like to play with my eyes, but I feel like yeah. it's just something like even the way, like sometimes a makeup artist will apply mascara on me. I'm like, I don't yeah. like the way you just put my mascara on. Like, yeah, mascara I know how. Is a hard, is a hard, yeah. yeah. People think mascara like, is just like slapping on mascara on somebody's no. eyes. Or, no, it's it's even curling the lashes is an art. And also putting mascara is a totally different, you know, it's a how many coats. It's, all of these things really play a role. What kind of formula the mascara has. You yes. know, some people have straight lashes. Some people have curly lashes. Mm-hmm. All those things really come together. And you have to be, from, you have to just listen to that person, what she really wants and what kind of colors that she like to wear what kind of like all of for me all of that paints a picture in my mind and that's how I execute the makeup look for that person sometimes I'm not always right you know sometimes the person wants to see themselves differently 100% yeah some people like a transformation I'm not one of those people I'm like I want to look the same (laughs) yeah but different. <laughs> yeah. I want the same, just like a little bit different and like kind of better yeah. and like kind of yeah. glowier. Kind of better. Yeah. yeah. Like better you. Yeah. I, I definitely yeah. see you more of like, a, you have more of like a French style of makeup. Oh my God. Um, I love that for me so much. <laughs> yeah. No, no. You do. You do. You do. But you know what's the funny thing? Like I love also your eyebrows. I know you, you've been trying to do like the, the, the new like bushy look. I love it. It looks really Okay. So this is, this is what started it all. 
I so, would, I'm telling you, I would get my eyebrows done. I would get them mm-hmm. threaded. And okay. every time I would go, they would make my eyebrows so thin. And I naturally have an arch to my eyebrow. Okay. okay. And they would yeah. always try to like create a new arch. Like yeah. they, they're like, I see that you have an arch, but like, I'm going to make a new arch for you. And so I would leave and I hated my eyebrows. Like every single yeah. time I would go in, I would like my eyebrows and then I would leave and I hated my eyebrows. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to stop doing my eyebrows. So I literally haven't tweezed threaded done anything to my eyebrows in two years and I've never been happy and like I definitely feel like the bushy brow is having a moment but at the same time like I just feel like I'm happiest with the way my brows naturally look like you know what I mean like I I don't I I have fairly like fine brow hair so I don't really have to worry like oh they're gonna be too out of control like I like them to look out of control like I try to manipulate my brows to look bushier and more out of control but like yeah I just I realize I'm like I don't like getting my eyebrows done I hate it and why am I doing this to myself like who said that I need to get my eyebrows done like why am I like forcing myself to get my eyebrows done like I don't like the way it looks I like my natural brows and yeah, like I, I, the one thing that I feel like I struggled with for the longest time after I got my, stopped doing my eyebrows Mm -hmm. is when my eyebrow hairs get really long, it's Mm -hmm. hard for me to find a brow gel that's going to like really hold them up. But I finally found one that's like amazing. Uh, It's the benefit. It's like just the clear 24 hour gel. Okay. And I have another one for you. Oh my God. What is it? (laughs) I'm like, I I have another one. You can do two things. So you can do one. That's like, for me, this is my favorite eyebrow gel ever that I've ever used. It's from M cosmetics and fun brand. Wow. 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 That brow gel is my favorite. It really holds the hairs like nothing else in the market in my opinion. Okay. I'm going to have to try it because I love a brow gel that like will hold them into whatever shape I want them to be. Yes. It's very soapy. And I think that's why. I used to to do Mm -hmm. soap brows, but the thing about soap brows is number one, it's kind of annoying. (laughs) And number two, if you mess it up, it looks really bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's the type of thing where like, if you mess up one part of it, like you can't really come back from it. You know what I mean? Like if you put water or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like like if you put too much soap, it can look too weird and like slick. Um, but yeah, I've done soap brows before. The key with soap is to let, like, for example, let's say like you spread a little bit of of water on the soap, then you took a little spoolie and you brushed it up. You want to leave it for a second until it gets a little tacky almost. Like you don't want to apply right away. You want to wait for a second, like for like a good five or six seconds. That way the soap is, has a texture to it. And that way it adds a little bit of volume to the hairs as well. Because you're not trying to like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it definitely soap, I feel like creates that like if you want super bushy brows like soap yeah, brows is the move but I yeah. I'm just like the, I like to be quick with my makeup like I like to be yeah. snappy and that's the thing yeah, I'm like yeah. I just want a brow gel I just want something that like brow I can keep in my yeah. purse if I have no makeup on mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go see someone I just want to put brow gel yeah. on like that's yeah, that's yeah. like you know how everyone's like it. if I could just have one thing I'm like my one thing is I want brow gel. Maybe I want to curl my eyelashes, but those are my two things. I like to either curl my lashes or put on a clear brow gel just to kind of groom them and make them look the way I want them to. Because 
even though like, that's the thing people are like, Oh, like your eyebrows are so bushy. I'm like, they're actually not that bushy. I fill them in, in, but like, because I have the shape, I just make it denser. And then I manipulate my brow hairs to like fill in certain spots. So with a clear Mm -hmm. brow gel, I can make my brows look fuller than they actually are because I'll move the hairs around to fill in the little gaps that I have. Um, yeah, but, you will like this one from M Cosmetics for sure because it has a little tint. It's not a clear brow gel, mm-hmm. but the spoolie is so small, like so skinny and small that it works wonderful. For me, it works like amazing. I mean, you may not like it. I'm just, you know. No, I'm like, I'm super excited because yeah, like I, I really bought good. that Benefit one like on a whim and then like I've repurchased it probably like five times, which is crazy for me because... I don't really yeah. repurchase things. Like it's very rare that I like something that much that I'm like, no, yeah. I, I actually need this. Like, cause I get sent stuff. Mm-hmm. So I have a bunch of brow gels, but I don't want to use them because they're not as good. <laughs> like I try them, but then I'm like, Oh, this isn't as good. I don't want to use this and I'll give it to someone. But, yeah. uh, what call it? So it's actually, okay. So funny. So you did a campaign for benefit and then, but you also yeah. did a Fenty beauty campaign what was that like I feel like that's insane like actually like insane because Fenty is like I feel like one of the biggest makeup brands right now like it's just like that's so crazy to me and also like amazing that they casted like a hijabi like that just like makes me so happy but what was that experience like for you it was amazing. I didn't get to meet Rihanna, but <laughs> <laughs> if you were wondering, I did not meet Rihanna. No, not yet. <laughs> no, uh, it can happen. It can happen. Inshallah, it will happen. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, it was amazing. Honestly, they were launching a new concealer, and um, I do have dark circles, and I feel like that really helped me get this campaign. <laughs> See, sometimes the things that you're insecure about, sometimes they're good for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't have dark circles, they wouldn't have cast on you. Yeah, they would not. Like all the models pretty much were having a little bit of discoloration in that area, you know? So it was for a concealer. It was amazing. The team was amazing. The formula was amazing of the concealer, of course. And um, I've had so much fun shooting with them, honestly. And I hope to work with them you know, again on yeah. other campaigns. It wasn't like a huge like campaign, like a launch of something. I mean, a concealer is a big launch, but still yeah. it was... It was for me, I'm just honored to even be thought of, you know, and uh, be a part of the whole thing. So, no, that's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Just be a part of her brand. And then uh, I saw that you, you also recently worked with Benefit and I see that people like all over the world, like are seeing your face, like yes. at different Benefit counters, which is so cool. Cause it's like a global campaign. So it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's which so is- crazy. Like people were sending me like the photos from like, like China, like I don't even yeah. know I have followers from China, you know, yeah. like it's crazy. Like everybody was, was sending me all of this stuff and the benefit campaign was something that I've really loved. I mean, it was just so, like, I tried to embody the benefit, you know, like philosophy in, in that, you know, like it was very fun, playful, girly, you know, like makeup is fun. Yeah. And of course it was a raw product. So it was, it was really, it was really fun shooting with them and they have such a nice team and they were very, also very, very, respectful understanding they were very supportive of my you know my hijab and all of that it was just it was just a wonderful experience and i'm just happy that it's global and like you can go to dubai or you can go to germany or italy and you 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 find 
my picture. <laughs> Wait, so is it just like, is it like benefit stores or is it like if I went to Ulta, would Ulta have it? You would, you would see it in Ulta and you would see it in Sephora <gasps> and you would see it in benefit. Okay. You, you need to understand everywhere. that I now need, I'm an online shopper, but I'm going to now go to a physical store to see your picture. It's small. It's not too big, but it's small, but it's okay. That's fine. Well, I'll yeah. find it. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, I'll guide no. you where you <laughs> yeah, no, and I feel like it's it's really cool because also like at the same time, like I feel like because you're also like a digital creator, like you want to work with brands that like are reflective of you. Like I know what that feels like, but like benefit, like if there's one thing I can say they do like in like really well is brows. Like you can't go oh, wrong yeah. with a benefit brow product. So I feel like that's yeah. also really, really nice is like, okay, this is a brand that like I respect and like they do create really amazing products. They're focused on brows because they're, you know, they're a brow product. I mean, a brow brand, they have a brow bar, salon. Yeah. yeah. Like they're a brow company that are all about brows and uh, I've never thought I had like nice brows to be honest like I've always looked at girls that had like that perfect straight bushy brows and I'm like oh like it's so beautiful but uh, my brows were just like very basic you know but that product that we used on them and the way they did them was insane it was really beautiful and uh, it did reflect because I am a brow person too I love I feel like brows if if you don't have good brows or if you don't take care of your brows, yeah. the whole face is pretty much gone, to be honest yeah. with you. Because they frame the face, they frame the eyes. It's just crazy how brows are so important. They can be overlooked, but they are very, very important. But it was, yeah, it was a brow product. And, um, and uh, I mean, I'm not a pink girl, to be honest. Like, if you look at my... <laughs> You're a neutral my black girl. I'm very neutral. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. Neutral, black, white, brown, but not pink. But I had to like almost like a, a, you know channel this inner pink girl, unicorny girl. Yeah, inside of me, you know I mean? which like, is really fun. I feel like to like kind of step out of your comfort zone and really try to like be a different yeah. character for the day. Yes, it was really really fun in the clothing and all of that. It was just like really really fun. It was totally like me, but not me, but also like. I don't know. It was, I don't know how to explain it. Like I had, it's like almost like acting a, a different role, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean like yeah. a lot of times when you're modeling, even if you're just shooting content for like your personal like platforms, like you do kind of have to like take on a different role, which is why like, that's why I like talking on Instagram stories and stuff like that, because I feel like someone can look at a photo of me and be like, Oh, this girl's like, you know, super. Yeah serious and intense or whatever the fuck like you know what I mean and like that's I can be that version of myself but I'm more than just that which is why I think again like what you were saying about like you want to feel like accessible like I want people to not view me as like this like oh like this girl like all of her pictures are like this and that and she's always it's wearing cute outfits and stuff yeah, yeah like i mean she's i'm rich or she's, she's exactly like no like i i love a deal just as much as anyone else yeah, i wear exactly. i wear leggings a lot i wear like yeah. my sandals more than anything yeah. else like i don't yeah. wear makeup every day like they, you know what yeah. i mean like i get breakouts yeah. like it, it's we're we all go through the same shit and so that's something that's always been really important to me like I don't want to put out this unrealistic image of myself I'm like if I'm going to put myself online I'm going to put these photos where I took 50 photos and I picked this one photo from these 50 photos like 
I feel like I need to show those different sides of myself too, to just kind of keep this balance. And I feel like there can be this unhealthy image of what a woman should be like online right now. And people are like, Oh, like scrolling on Instagram is like lowering my self-esteem, which I mean, I think that's super shitty that people feel that way. And which is why like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I more than ever, like, that's when I was like, okay, I have to like, I have to be more put out different versions of myself online, not just me in photograph form where like I put change the lighting for this photo and I searched for the right light and I found the perfect location that went with my outfit. And like, Mm -hmm. that's, I didn't just like walk out of my house. You know what I mean? Like this didn't just magically happen. So yeah. Um, oh, I, I did it a little bit. Maybe I smoothened a little bit my skin a little bit, even though that's oh. not healthy, but it happens. And because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we as human beings, I feel like we always seek that perfection. Mm-hmm. And um, th- that's not healthy, of course. Like, that's not yeah. healthy. I do like when a woman or a, a man do take care of themselves, you know, like, yes, do it. You know, prioritize yourself. If you feel like dressing well is something that makes you feel powerful, do it. If you feel like putting a red lipstick that makes you powerful, do it. But also, don't forget that, you know, whatever you see on Instagram is just what we, what I am as a creator, um, I choose to make you see. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the whole image. Like, if you look at me when I'm at home, you know, like, uh, with no makeup on and just like my PJs and, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm not always feeling like pretty too, you know, like, or yeah. healthy or anything, you know what I mean? So it's it's good to highlight that I try, personally, I feel like I'm still working on that side. I feel like on YouTube, you will see more of that side. Yeah, and I um, love that. I love watching your videos because I feel like yeah. you're very much yourself. Yeah, I'm like just chill. I t- turn on my camera or my, or my vlogs and I just like talk as I am. And But for Instagram, if somebody looks at my photo right away, they would definitely think like I'm, like I get DMs that tell me stuff and I'm just like, oh my God, like this is not me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not trying to change my Instagram because I like my feed. No. (laughs) Yeah. And like, that's, that's exactly how I feel. Like, no, I, I know what I want my photos to look like, but I also feel like it's nice to have these supplemental different things. Like you have, like you, you create vlogs. Like I have a a podcast and stuff like that. Like there are different. Yeah. And no. And like, that's the thing. Like, even my sisters, like they'll, they'll send me a picture of someone. I'm like, Oh my God, look at her. I'm like this, this picture is face tuned. And they're like, what? Like, I forget sometimes that like people who aren't creators don't realize like how much these photos are manipulated. And I'm like, you know, that like this photo is heavily edited. Right. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, 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 this, this, wait. And I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, listen, like they're like, if I'm wearing foundation, which is why I hate wearing foundations, I always get those lines around my mouth. Like my foundation settles into my smile lines. Yeah. There's same. never been a time where when I'm wearing foundation, if I take a picture, I always smooth those lines Just, out because I yeah, hate them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I freaking yeah. hate them. And that's also why I stopped wearing foundation. Cause if you pro tip, if you don't wear foundation, it doesn't settle into the lines. So yeah, I like, I, I would always smooth those lines. If if I, you know, if I had a breakout, like I'm going to edit that little breakout out because yeah. I don't want it in the picture. And I feel like not everyone realizes that. And like, I think that that's something that people need to realize is like, I don't think everyone needs to stop editing their photos because realistically, like that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. That's uh, yeah. That's not realistic to ask from creators. I think, I, I mean, for me, I, I would love to like, 
maybe one day we can just be, I feel like, I mean, not how, uh, no, I feel like Facebook people still edit their pictures and stuff there too. But like, oh, I don't yeah. have Facebook, honestly, to be honest. So, but, um, I, I do think, you know, like these editing apps and all of that differently makes the average, you know, a receiver, like the person who doesn't create any content feel like, Oh my God, I don't have this skin. Or I don't have this eye color. Or I don't have this, but at the end of the day, I feel like it's our responsibility as content creators to just let them know, Hey, yeah. this is not 100%. The, the truth, you know, this is just yeah. a part of me that you see that I also like, and it's also a part of me. But yeah. Also, if you want to get to know me more, maybe you can listen to my podcast. Maybe you can yeah. watch my YouTube video yeah. where I am yeah. with no makeup. And I'm just like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. drinking coffee and talking to you, you know, like make some effort or let them know that there's a other, you know, versions. And of course, so, some people are actually like, I've met people that look exactly like how they look on Instagram, Yeah, you know? Um, and, uh, I'm like, okay, that's just how you are. Okay. That's amazing. You know, like uh, some people do edit a lot and some people don't at all and, yeah. uh, or don't that much, I should yeah. say. And when you meet them in person, you look, you look at them, you're like, oh my God, you look exactly like your photos. And it's, it's good. It's beautiful. Yeah. But, um, like they can't do anything about it too. You know what I mean? Like, no, a hundred percent. It's so funny because I posted an Instagram story like last week or something. And I was like talking about this pimple that I had mm-hmm. and I posted a picture that same day. And this girl DM'd me and she was like, what makeup did you use to conceal your pimple? And I was like, oh, I just facetuned it. Like, I just facetuned the pimple (laughs) off of my face. Like, I didn't conceal it. Like, if you saw me in person, you would still be able to see it. But, like, I just facetuned it out of the picture. And she was like, oh, my God. Like, I would have never thought that. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm not that. Like, the one thing I will never be able to achieve with makeup is I will never know. If I ever have a pimple, I never know how to cover it. So, at this point, I just don't even try to cover it because I feel like – I make it worse when I try to cover it. And I've tried literally every technique that has ever existed. Like I'll try to color correct it. I'll try to use like the, this type of a a creamier found uh, formula concealer, Mm -hmm. a thicker formula, a blah, blah, blah. Like I've tried everything, set it with powder. Don't set it with powder. I literally cannot conceal pimples. So I don't try. Actually, not realistically speaking, that's impossible because texture is texture, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, that's you cannot you can't just feel a lot like all those like little textures with like concealer information and expect it to have a smoother you know skin. That's impossible. The only thing you can do is definitely face tune it. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and so like I I don't mind having a pimple. Like it doesn't like it's not embarrassed. But at the same time, like if I'm posting a photo that I want to live on my feed. Pimple because that pimple yeah. is going to be there for a few days and then it's going to go away. But then, like, I don't the want it to stay there in yeah. this photo. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Uh, yes. but yeah, it's just it's very interesting to me that. And I, 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 I thought it was funny when you were like, "Oh, you meet some people and they look exactly the same." And then some you meet people met them, yeah. And I'm like, "Wow!" Like, I mean, I think I look relatively the same. I never edit my features. Yeah, to be yeah. honest with you, because yeah. I feel like that's a little bit too much. Yeah, like yes. it's like smoothing the texture. If I have yeah. like a last line, or if I have like yeah. a, a mascara like messed up or something, I yes. would fix it. Yeah, but I wouldn't like make my like lips bigger or eyes smaller or all of those things. You know what I mean? I and feel like that's a little bit unhealthy. That's when it I, starts to get really weird. I think. 
I, I remember a long time ago, I tried to facetune a picture to make my lips look bigger. And then I remember looking back at it and I was like, why in God's name did I do this? This looks yeah. terrible. Like, like it looks, it looks so weird. Like so, so, so weird. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to archive this photo because yeah. I hate this. Um, but yeah, like I, I will say the one thing that I love to facetune sometimes is my head because sometimes your hijab can make your head look really big in certain angles because yes. I have a lot of hair. So like it's under the hijab and sometimes it can make the hijab look really big, which makes your head yeah. look very large. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to make this look a little bit smaller, smaller. because this isn't what my head, in, in, yeah. my, in my defense, I'm like, this isn't what my head no, actually looks, looks like. Looks like it. So yeah. it's fine. Um, but yeah. I have been known to play actually in the ultra hijab shoot. I, my head looks humongous like I don't even look like I'm from this planet like I look so, like my head like I, I like these pictures but my head just looks so big and I'm like yeah. oh my god like it's they're not my they're my favorite pictures when it comes to my face and the colors of the hijab and all of that yeah. but I think you know I do put volume because my hair is short I cut it short yeah and I need that volume to like make you know make a make my hijab look better yeah like sit in the right I way in the overdid back. It. I overdid it and it looks just looks so big like I'm wearing some like I don't even have you know, it's yeah. I'm <laughs> being like that's the thing though. Yeah, like yeah. sometimes like your head, your hijabs can make your head look very large, and so, yeah. and that's not yeah. what they actually look like. So I, I will tell anyone who asks. I do face tune my head sometimes. I will admit, <laughs> I've done it. I like yeah. to, I like to face tune my head. I like to smooth any lines around my yeah. mouth. And if it's a close-up of my hand, I like to clean my cuticles because I pick up my cuticles way too much. And oh God, do you cuticles? Like, oh do my God. face tune? It's amazing. Yeah, I like will literally clean up my cuticles on face tune. It's very disturbing. But yeah, some, oh that's the thing. I go so through. <laughs> I don't post a lot of close-up shots of my hand. Yeah. So like, yeah. you know, every now and then where there's a close-up, because I yeah. literally, I'll go through phases where I won't pick up my cuticles at all. And then out of nowhere, yeah. like, I'll just be like in a situation where I'm super anxious and my, it'll just be really gross. And I'm like, it's like a yeah, habit, no yeah. to see this. Like, I feel like that's really gross and no one wants to see my bloody cuticles. So let's, let's edit this I, a I, bit. Yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for me, I just, I do the basic stuff, you know, I haven't really, but that's when I say like these apps, when it comes to like, you know like changing your features or something like yeah. that i mean i don't blame anybody who does it like if that makes you feel happy and you feel like that's better for you do it yeah. but in general i feel like if if you do a lot of it that can be really really unhealthy and then yes. when people meet you in person you look totally different and then uh, i also just I feel like it's damaging you to the like the, yeah, yeah to the image that you have of yourself because if you're face tuning yourself to look like a completely different version of yourself, when you look in the mirror, you're not going to be happy with what you see, even if, yeah. even if you look great, you know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like you can, it's very easy to get carried away. And I, I'm I, when I first discovered Facetune, I should, someone should have taken it away from me, but I was just yeah. like having fun with it. You know what I mean? Like I was yeah, like, Ooh, yeah, like yeah. I'm going to do yeah. this. I'm going to do that. And then yeah. I look back at it. I'm like, Ew, gross. Like, I hate all of these pictures. Like, I, I literally yeah. hate them all, and I archived all of them. But I feel like 
it could be used to make you look like yourself. Because sometimes a photo doesn't actually capture exactly what you look like. That's true. I agree. And and you know what you look like. Like, it's so funny because when you take a selfie sometimes, like, I feel like depending on the angle, like, it can really emphasize certain features and kind of make things look very different than what they actually look like. Just depending... Yeah, totally just de- just depending on the angle or whatever, and so yeah. stuff like that. Like, like you're like, nose. I feel like my nose. Oh, I feel any like my nose looks so sometimes big from certain angles, and I'm like, I don't have it. Like, not that I don't, I care, but it's just like that's not how I look in real life, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. All about angles, and when they say know your angles, definitely know your angles because exactly it can really make the whole picture look different, and it can make you look like a different person. No, yeah, yeah, 100%. And, like, that's the thing. Like, I know that I don't have, like, a tiny button nose. But, yeah, sometimes I take a selfie. I'm like, holy shit. My nose looks, like, like 20 times the size of what it actually looks like. This is – I feel attacked. I feel personally attacked in those moments. But (laughs) it's funny. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. because then, like, you feel a little bit better when you see someone who has a very tiny nose and they take a picture and their nose looks a lot bigger. I'm like, okay. So it's not just me. It's just the front-facing camera that hates everyone and wants to – morph our bodies gotcha literally uh, to everybody yeah no 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 and uh yeah i just definitely know knowing your angles when it comes to those things and yeah again like it's healthy but also anything in life if you overdo it it becomes unhealthy whatever it is you know what i mean yeah so i feel like when i think except for prayer <laughs> um, yeah yeah <laughs> but anything in, you know in life in general like if you overdo it whether it's a face to an app or with uh, whether it's like instagram or uh, I don't know, like smoothing or changing or whatever exactly. it is, you know, even plastic surgery, everything that you do, sometimes if you overdo it, it becomes, you know, the opposite of what it's supposed to be. So yeah, too much of anything is not, is not, not good. good. Yeah. yeah. Like just, just like whatever it may be, like eating super healthy, like that creates like it's it's i follow like a health food like instagram account and she literally was like yeah i developed an eating disorder from like being so obsessed with like eating healthy and like supplements and stuff like that like i literally developed an eating disorder and like that's just to prove like yeah eating healthy is great but like when you let it consume your mind and it just turns into an unhealthy thing and I think that moderation is key, like just in all aspects of life. Like it's a good rule of thumb, like moderation is always the move. Um, Yeah. Balance, moderation. um, I think uh, allowing yourself to play, having a little room to play around. For example, even if you want to eat healthy, that's good. But, you know, it's okay to have like few cheat days, maybe a whole week of cheat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like allowing yourself to like play, you know, with everything you know like not just being too much on it you know and too serious about everything that that way again the like that girl you said she developed an eating disorder from yeah. eating and so from being obsessed maybe yeah uh, eating healthy and that made her like not want to eat anything i guess i'm pretty yeah. sure Probably and like and like that's the thing i'm like i i would i like the thought of like i I try to make myself eat healthy. Like I like the taste of healthy food, but like, I really try to like, I, I no, I love healthy food. Like I actually love healthy food, but I also love candy. Like I love sugar. I love very sugary things. I definitely have like a sweet tooth. So like, I can eat like every meal I can eat, which could be perfectly healthy. Like I can eat like a salad or like salmon or like grilled veggies. Yeah. 
and be super happy. Like love that. But like, I could also eat like a whole bag of like candy corn popcorn and then eat like a pint of ice cream and like a bar of chocolate bar. Like I can eat sweets like endlessly. And so whenever I'm trying yeah, I feel like no, sweets for me are not for me. I'm fr- fries. Oh my god, I die for I, fries. Like I hate French fries. I hate French fries. I love fries. <laughs> like and also, I feel like Coke. I like Coke a lot. I was uh, addicted to soda, I and I had to, I had to stop drinking it because I was addicted to it. Yeah, no, it's it's addictive. I was watching a documentary of Bill Gates the other day, and it's called <laughs> "Decoding the Brain of Bill Gates." And literally, in every shot, he has a Coke. Holy Next shit. Is drinking it. I swear it's on Netflix. Go watch it. It's actually a really good documentary. I, I mean, I would be interested in watching that, but also like that was a missed sponsorship opportunity for Coca-Cola. They really exactly. should have jumped on that. <laughs> uh, but they have Coke everywhere. Yeah. No, it's no but like crazy. I, I knew that I was addicted to soda. I feel like I was like 17 years old and I remember telling my dad, like, oh, dad, like, pick up some soda for me. And he forgot. And I started crying. Like, I actually started crying like a drug addict, like, like having withdrawals. Like, I was like, I just need, I just need a Pepsi or whatever. Because I loved Pepsi because Pepsi was way more sugary. And I, that's when I realized, like, I was like, oh, shit, I'm addicted to soda. And like, yeah, I just, I had to cut it out. Like, because that's the thing. I can't just have one. Like, I need to, like have multiple like it's it's a problem it's a problem i definitely i have a sugar addiction which is like a whole other story but yeah like i definitely love sugar but that's when i'm trying to be quote unquote like healthier like i will try to cut down how much sugar i have like i know that realistically for me i'm not Mm going to completely cut sugar out so like let me try to like minimize the amount of sugar that i'm having in the day you know what i mean like let me maybe just for a week yeah for a week i'm gonna have less sugar than i normally would just to kind of feel a little bit healthier because yeah eating sugar makes you feel like shit so it makes you feel like shit and damages your skin and yeah um makes you like tired like that sugar high thing and yeah it's crazy how sugar can do to you like it's really it's not the most healthy i mean it's a little bit of it is important of course but definitely not over you know it's so weird though because I'm not joking. Like if I eat less sugar, that's when I break out. But I think that's because my skin is purging or yes. I don't really know. But like, as soon as I stop eating like as much sugar, that's when I'll get a pimple. But like, if I'm just continuously <laughs> eating sugar, my skin is fine. Well, that's a good excuse. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> but I'm pretty like, sure it's my skin. Like my skin is like, Oh my God, please stop. Like, please. Like, can you not like, can you stop doing this? Like we're trying to live here, but yeah, like literally anytime I'm like, Oh, I'm going to cut out sugar two days later, I'll get a little pimple. And I'm That's like, Are you? but maybe it's your skin trying to adjust to the new you know, sugar thing. Maybe. I don't know. My skin is probably just like disturbed because it's like, why is this adult woman eating sugar like a five-year-old? Like, (laughs) oh my God. God. Yeah. I literally ate like seven packs of gummy bears today. Like it was just not like, they're like the little miniature, like the the individual sized ones, like not seven big bags of gummy bears, (laughs) but like seven individual sized packs of gummy bears. But like I ate them like in five under five minutes and then i was like on a sugar yeah. high but yeah my it's sugar is like the realest addiction ever like it's, it is it's so addictive it's like 
it's so crazy. Even like one day I was doing keto and um, not one day. Oh my God. Month. Yeah. And I did, I did it actually, but the hardest thing wasn't bread. It was sugar. <gasps> it was like and you're not even like, you don't even have a sweet tooth. And I don't even have it, but it's crazy. Yeah. Like during the day, I would just crave something so like a cake or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, and I would just like crave it so much. And I was like, no, I, I should like be good and stuff like that because I know it's like it's very addictive. Even though you're not, it, like I'm not as addicted as you. But it's, <laughs> no, one it's like, no one is. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm glad. I hope not. It's disturbing. Like I literally had Postmates <laughs> delivered donuts to my house today, and then I ate two donuts. donuts. Donuts are addictive, and now I think I'm gonna end up getting them today too. Donuts are so addictive. Like, and my excuse is, I'm like, but they're vegan. It's fine. There's no milk. (laughs) Are you vegan? I'm not vegan. I just my niece is a vegan, and she's literally like said so many things to me about how terrible the meat and dairy industry is. So like. When I can, okay. I try to eat vegan, but I'm not a vegan. I feel like a lot of people think that I'm a vegan, but I'm not. I just, I um, try to eat as many vegan meals as I can, but I'm not a vegan. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. But would she be like, for example, would she be vegan if she was like, let's say like in Morocco where the food, I mean, the food industry is a little bit better than here? She, the thought of, yeah, the thought of her eating meat is like disgusting to her. Oh, okay, like okay, okay, and, yeah. in, and even worse than that like dairy like literally like I can't even tell you the amount of times this girl has said dairy is scary to me like just like regularly she's like the dairy industry oh my god it's so bad but um, no, no, it is it is so bad yeah and honestly I don't even think I don't even think that drinking like other like animals milk is healthy <laughs> yeah I mean yeah like there's tons of research showing that like drinking yeah, milk need it. it's just a you don't, yeah don't you, don't, you really don't need it it's fine like you can get calcium from other sources it's really it's not that serious um, to me like i'm not vegan or i'm not ve- i'm probably like semi-vegetarian because i don't eat a lot of meat i do sometimes yeah. but not as much but just the thought of drinking another animal's like hormonal milk yeah yeah we don't need it like a, um, a cow is bigger than us it's stronger than us like yeah. we don't need that cow milk to be strong like yeah we're humans like, i don't know i feel like it's just like so much you know like it's not, it's not even necessary and just the thought of like drinking another babe like another animal's milk and yeah like would they drink our milk i don't think so you know what i mean like it's yeah. not gonna be enough for them and because it's and not- also like i just feel like there are so many plant-based options like there are so many yeah. other milk options that are actually just better like they just taste better like better better, like almond or uh you know i oat milk is my shit like it's so good like i like everything tastes better with oat milk in my opinion and like i just i'm like why what who needs milk like you know what i mean like like literally who needs milk? Like, I feel yeah, like it's I just completely unnecessary. Since I was a kid, I never, like, drunk milk. Like, uh, honestly, the milk that they sell in Morocco, most of it is really mixed up with a lot of water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's not even that good. But I never just was a fan of the milk, especially when it's cooked or something like that. I just hate the taste, personally. Yeah, yeah um, and, like, and that's the thing. I feel like there when there are so many vegan options, it just seems like an easy thing that I can do. Like everyone's always talking about like, what can we do for the, like for the earth and for the environment and like, how can we be better and like plastic and all of this stuff and, you know, save the turtles, don't drink out of plastic straws, whatever. But like, I feel like this is the thing that I can 
that I can do. It's like one of the things that I feel like, okay, like I can do this. This is going to make a little bit of a difference. And like, I rarely eat meat, like unless I go to like my mom's house or something, you know what I mean? Like, it's very rare that like, I'm going to go out of my way to eat meat. Even when I want a burger, I've gotten to the point where I want a vegan burger. Like that's the burger that I crave because it tastes really good. It tastes, yeah, there's a lot of options and they really mastered it. Like the vegan industry and vegetarian industry, they really mastered coming a little bit closer to the taste of meat. But also meat is very addictive, like just as addictive as alcohol, actually. You know, they said um, at least one of, you know, like... That's wild. Yeah, what Omar Abdul Khattab said that actually, he said it's very addictive. The addiction of meat, of eating meat, it's almost like the addiction of drinking alcohol. Whoa, I've never heard that. That's crazy. Yeah, so he said like basically like make sure that you're not too addicted to the meat. And I say it for my father. My father, if there is no meat on the table, he will not eat. Like it's crazy. uh, Oh my God. (laughs) My dad literally does not consider a meal to be a meal without meat and pita bread like there's no meat there's no pita bread like how do you expect me to eat right now i don't what is this fake food that's his thing he'll call it fake food yeah Yeah, Uh, exactly it's addictive it's like you crave it your mind works on it like you think about it like it's just so addictive and um that's why um I think meat, I don't know, I'm not going to say for me, I'm not, I'm semi-vegetarian. I eat meat occasionally. I eat mostly fish personally. I love fish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's crazy though that, uh, but honestly here in America, I feel like the food industry and like as the dairy and the the meat industry is a little bit too crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty messed up. I would say like, I've seen some videos that are pretty disturbing to me yeah, and to the animals and yeah. And like, and that's the thing, like, I feel like it's so easy to get non-dairy options that it's, it just, it seems like an easy thing to do. And the it's not like a crazy price difference or anything like, yeah. I only eat vegan cheese because I love cheese. I, I, get, I want to try it now. Is it good? Yeah. Oh my God. There are so many different brands of vegan cheese that are so, so good. And like, you can get like vegan cheese that tastes like exactly like mozzarella or provolone or whatever kind of cheese you like. Yeah. And like, I literally don't even remember the last time I had like actual cheese in my house. Like I'm pretty sure the last time I had real cheeses, I went to Amsterdam. So I bought some cheese from Amsterdam because I was like, I feel like this is what I should do because they're known for their cheese. But even that it sat in my fridge and ended up going bad. And I ended up throwing it away because it's like after a while, like that's not what I like. That's not the taste that I want. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because I've really gotten used to having, you know, alternatives to regular cheese. Like that's what I crave now. And it's so crazy to me that like, if someone had told me like a couple of years ago, like, Oh, you're going to like vegan cheese more than regular cheese. Or like, I would be like, that's crazy. Like that's you never- not believe it. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I will eat a vegan pizza just as happily as regular. In fact, I, I had like pizza from pizza hut with like real cheese on it the other day. And I felt sick, like, like actually felt like, like super sick. And I was like, God, why do I feel like shit? And I realized like, Oh my God, like I had dairy and I, like, I literally don't even remember the last time I had dairy. And I'm like, Oh my God, like it makes me feel terrible. Like it, my stomach felt terrible. I felt so like lethargic and like, Obviously, everyone, you know, digests food differently and reacts to things. But, like, that's 
just how it made me feel. And I was like, gross. Like I never, it's never the worst like, pizza. Uh, for me too. I feel like I need to take a shower right after. Like yeah, that's like, how I feel. And it's, I feel like that's, that's, mm-hmm. we shouldn't feel like we need to bathe About, after we yeah. eat. <laughs> exactly. Like that's like a bad sign, you know? Yeah. That's usually yeah. like, that's, I feel that's your body telling you like, stop it's doing this. No, if it I, makes you want to take a shower, maybe stop doing it. Um, but whatchamacallit it's been really fun talking to you like honestly this has been such an interesting conversation I did not think it was going to take this direction but but here we are now talking about veganism I'm sure my niece Lily is listening to this and so beaming with pride like oh my god I've got my aunt to come and join me in my veganism but um, yeah I'm so glad that we were able to do this and if people don't already know where can they find you online where can they follow you plug all of your shit <laughs> oh okay so if you don't know me uh, <laughs> sorry I'm like really awkward but uh, I do have an Instagram page of course it's called Shayma Nasif S-H-I-E-M-A-N-A-S-I-F same for YouTube Shame on us, Eve. And uh, yeah, I only have two platforms. <laughs> I don't yeah, have Twitter like, or anything. Yeah. Guys, follow her on Instagram. She posts beautiful, beautiful content. And she like posts so, lots of vlogs so on YouTube, which for me, those that's my favorite type of YouTube have content. Have you enjoyed it? Because this is yes, my first time I, doing like vlogs. Have you enjoyed no, it? Be honest with me. No, I <laughs> honestly, I love vlogs. I watch your vlogs. Like I really, there's something about vlogs that like, it's so peculiar to me, but like, that's what I want to watch. Like, I I don't yeah. mind a product review or a tutorial. Like, I, I'll watch it, but like vlogs, like more entertaining. The, yeah, it's super. Yeah, it's like it's like watching reality TV, except for yeah. I don't think that you're acting because that's the thing. I don't like reality TV because I feel like it's sometimes yeah, it's super yeah. fake. Like it's very scripted. But like when I watch a vlog, it's like that's what reality TV tried to be. But like vlogs are just like. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's like an yeah. unscripted reality TV episode. So I'm a yeah. huge fan of vlogs, and you guys can check her out there. And then, as always, you, you can um, follow uh, the podcast on Instagram. It's Arab American Psycho. You can follow me on Instagram at Nor E. And I will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>